Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. Taylor and Jen, why are you talking about bears? Life 107.1. I didn't think anything of it. I just said it because it seemed like the right thing to say in the moment. What did you say? That's what Lindsay said to me. She's like, what What did you just say? What's the context? We, we were trying to uh, clip our puppy's toenails because oh. they were getting a little bit sharp. Oh my goodness. And so <laughs> I was keeping him distracted with a bunch of peanut butter on one of his toys. And as he's licking it up, I said, good stuff, Maynard. And Lindsay looks at me and she goes, what did you just say? What did you just say? Good stuff, Maynard. Where did you hear that? That my, my dad always used to say that when I was little, like we'd be eating food and he'd be like, good stuff, Maynard. Where is that from? What is that from? Is that a dad know. thing? I, I, <laughs> is he, that a Steve thing? He just said it and I accepted it. I was Who's like, dad, Maynard? my name's not Maynard. Who's Maynard? I don't know who Maynard is. Good stuff, Maynard. Good stuff, Maynard. It just seemed like the right thing to say because my dad would always say it to me while I was eating. And I was just like, okay, this is encouragement. And so I said it to the puppy the other day and Lindsay just gave me the weirdest look. Did you ever ask your dad where it came from? No, I figured it was just something he made up. No. So we were asking, does anybody know where Good Stuff Maynard comes from? Good Stuff Maynard was a commercial. It comes from about 1985, around in there. Okay. It was a commercial for a breakfast food and I can't remember which one it was. Okay. I didn't have a chance to Google it before I called, but anyway. <laughs> stuff Maynard. This child had an invisible friend, as I recall, and the invisible friend's name was Maynard and it was like the dad and the daughter were eating the thing and they said, good stuff, Maynard. Anyway. Got so, it. Yeah, my kids, there it heard, is. my kids heard good stuff, Maynard for a long, 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 long time and then it just started I started calling my daughter Maynard. And the, but the fun thing about that is when she went into the Air Force and she went away to her school, she met her very best friend whose last name was Maynard. No way! Oh, I love it. There are lots of things that make a family a family. Mm-hmm. And one of them is the weird sayings. That happen within families. And then they just kind of travel from generation to generation. There were seven of us kids. Um, There were six girls and a boy. And my dad is a retired pastor. So back when we were all at home and young, we were going to visit someone. Us kids weren't really thrilled about going to visit. And my second oldest sister was trying to get us all something ready to go. And so we got to the house we were going to go and visit And my sister said, okay, listen, guys, all we have to do is get out and be popular. (laughs) (laughs) So we all have signs that were made from my brother one year for uh, Christmas that we have hanging in our houses that reminds us to get out and be popular. All right, Linda, tell us about your weird family saying. When my daughter was about five years old, she came in the house crying and said, my bodo hurts, my bodo hurts. <laughs> my bodo? What's a bodo? My bodo. And we were trying to figure out what a bodo was. It was her elbow. She oh. had hit her funny bone on her elbow, and her elbow hurt. <laughs> and she <laughs> called it her bodo. And I bet a lot of you did from then on, didn't you? We still do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it makes perfect sense to your family. Because you've been saying it to each other for long enough. (laughs) There is a saying that is 
something that your family says now because it happened or somebody said it, that the rest of us, when we hear it, we're like, what? And we just want you to explain that to us. What is your weird family saying? When my son was about seven, he was choking on some spaghetti and he's like, oh, oh, my gagula. So, yeah. (laughs) My gagula. Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. What does yeah. the gagula so we, refer to exactly? It's the dealy bob at the back of your throat. Yeah, the uvula. Ah! Spaghetti apparently can wrap around that sucker and make you gag. So do you guys still talk about the gagula? Oh, yeah. Oh! Every no. meal, someone has a gagula issue. We like to keep you informed of all the newest, hottest restaurants on the scene. I mean, this is one that we have to imagine with our minds because I'm not going to be driving to uh, Manhattan to try it. No, this but is I'm, only in New York. I'm very intrigued by this. It's a it's a limited run pop up restaurant in Manhattan. A pop up restaurant. It's a pop up restaurant, so it's not going to be around very long. Okay. It's called Gatto Bianco. Isn't and that cat or cake? It, it translates to white cat. Oh, okay. Which okay. makes sense because all of their dishes are inspired by cat food. What? Because this is a restaurant launched by the brand Fancy Feast. Is it cat food? It, it's not cat food. No. It's made for humans. But like you've looked at the food you've given your pets. Like I have like peas and salmon that I give my cat. <laughs> okay. Well, I have looked at the picture of the food on the cover of the cat food, but not the actual food itself. Oh, yeah. The food itself is just kibbles. Well, the food itself doesn't look like what they are picturing on yeah. the pic- Okay. This is supposed to be like a marmalade chicken and brown rice, but it's it's just little brown balls. <laughs> but here at Gatto Bianco, you can get foods inspired by the different flavors of cat food. It's supposed to mirror the sensory experience of cats at mealtime. Oh, somewhere there's a shark. Haven't you and ever wanted... I do wanted, believe we've jumped over we've it. We've jumped far... I mean, haven't you ever wanted to have the experience of standing with your head in a bowl, the sensory experience of wondering if the dog's coming up behind you while you crunch on Lucky Charms without the marshmallows? That's what you can get when you go to Gatto Bianco. Do they make you eat it from bowls on the floor? Well, I know your... if you try to get on top of the table, they squirt you with a, a water gun. And sometimes you're trying to eat in peace and someone just starts scratching you between the shoulders. You want scritches? You're being so good. You're going to grow up to be big and strong. I'm the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, sir. Okay. Yes. I have tasted cat food and I have tasted dog food. Now, I don't like eat it regularly. I just tasted it because I was curious. Haven't the fact you ever that been- you've done both. Like, did you think it was going to be a different experience when you went to the other animal's food? <laughs> I guess I was kind of hoping. So we just want to know, is Jen the only person on the planet who has tasted pet food? No. Being a mother of eight and having five dogs, I can tell you I have tasted every baby food. And every animal food I have ever fed to my pet. Wow. I am a firm believer. I will not lie to my child. I will not tell them, yeah, this tastes good. <laughs> you have to actually, actually test it out. My father actually would give us milk bones and say, here, have a treat. Oh, boy. Was he joking? Yeah. No. And he did that to my children. He did that to the grandchildren. Did you like it? Uh, Honestly, I have to tell you, milk bone dog biscuits are not that bad. (laughs) Hi, Rose. Do you have a story about trying pet food? A few years ago, when I was younger, I might have been four or five. (laughs) Uh I was downstairs 
and I had just brushed my teeth, and I was all ready for bed, and I was wondering what did dog food taste like. So I picked up a piece of dog food, and I licked it. Yep. It actually didn't taste that bad, but I said ew, and I still don't know why I did. Are you well, it's because you had brushed your teeth. Yeah. You know, it makes things taste bad after you eat it. It's like drinking orange juice after brushing your right. teeth. Right, yeah, ugh. Yeah. yeah. So maybe next time try it before you brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah. But don't tell anybody that Taylor told you yeah, to it's do not, that. It's not like the radio didn't tell you to do that. That was your own yeah. idea. Also, when my oldest brother, who's like almost 20 now, was a little baby, he decided to eat some cat food. Yes. How did that go? I don't know. I wasn't there at the time. I wasn't born yet. Dr. Heidi was just talking about summer regrets, mm-hmm. you know, the things that maybe you didn't get to this summer that you really expected to. I would just like to take a moment to celebrate something with you. Okay. I finally got around to something this summer. Did you? I did. You know, you know, you know, you've got those things around your house. You've been putting it off and putting, putting it, it off. It, exa- it becomes it- part of the regular landscape of your house. Yes, that's exactly. Like you get so used to mm-hmm. it not being done that when you finally get around to it, it's it's almost like like losing twenty pounds. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's it's that big of a deal. So this past Saturday, I finally got around to one chair at my dining room table. Because on one chair at my dining room table were all of the remaining vestiges. Of Benjamin's graduation party. Oh, from May. <laughs> from May. You had okay? all the supplies stacked up there. All of the big stuff I yep. had taken care of, yep. but all of the little stuff was in this basket mm-hmm. piled high on a chair at our dining room table, showing you how often we use our dining room table. So remind me, when was Benjamin's graduation party? May. Okay. May 13th, I think. Something I'm not, like I'm not May doing 12th. any math in my head, but he who has ears, <laughs> let him hear. Maybe even the thought went through your mind of like, maybe this is just going to be my new normal. It's just, this is how it is always going to be. But then finally you got around to it. It's just awesome when you finally get around to that one chore that you've been putting off forever. Jen, I finally got around to cleaning up the foot tall stack of mail on the corner of our kitchen counter. I know that stack of mail. You've seen it. I've seen that stack of mail when I'm taking care of the animals. That's where I put your mail. I just put it on top of the stack when I yep. take care of your house. Because, you know, I go out and I check the mail and so much of the time it's just like it's just junk mail. Yeah. And I don't even feel like opening it to realize it's junk mail. So right. we just put it over there yep. and then you put it over there yep. and then you put it over there. Yep. And then you need to start like putting struts to support the stack of mail so it doesn't fall all across. <laughs> it's terrible. But Lindsay went all the way through that. That stack oh, bless just a week her ago. Heart, what a chore! And it was perfect timing because later that evening we got a call from a debt collector <laughs> because about something that was in the stack. There was a medical bill for like twenty seven dollars in that stack, and they were they were here to make sure that either we could set up a payment plan to make sure that that would work out, or we could go online and pay it. And so Taylor. We are now... That is a long time to have a stack of mail in the corner. I was about to say we're debt-free, and then I remember my wife just graduated from medical school. Sorry, Dave Ramsey. No screaming here. Well, there's screaming, just not, not his kind.
Sometimes in life, little celebrations are necessary, and mm-hmm. we were celebrating with Taylor that he and Lindsay finally got around to getting through that pile of mail that was in the corner of their kitchen. And it was almost just in time to avoid getting called by a debt collector. <laughs> but needless to say, we have paid off those $27. So, Jeff, is there something that you've finally gotten around to doing? For two years in a row, I pay for my license registration for the vehicles, you know. Mm-hmm. This last June, my son was out taking our boat someplace to go fishing, and he calls me and says, Dad, where are the stickers? I said, what stickers? He said, license plate stickers. I said, they're, they're, they're on the vehicle. He said, no, they're not. I got pulled over by a high patrolman. I said, no, they're there. They're blue. He said, no, they're orange. Oh, no. I had to go. <laughs> I couldn't find them. I, my, I drove for six months with outdated tags, not even realizing it, and so I had to go buy them again. Then I found him a month later in a tote in, a, in the closet when I was trying to clean up. I, I put them in the closet in a tote. So I found all the registrations, but I had to go buy them all again. Do you guys hear the similarity? It costs you money when you mm-hmm. don't clean out that stack. He got called by a debt collector and you had to go pay for more registrations that you already had. Taylor, I'm a banker. And you know how much that would bother me to get a call from a debt collector? I'm, I'm a firstborn. It bothered me. <laughs> I'm a do you remember a couple years back when it was such a big deal that we had this big old black bear that was traveling through Iowa? Oh, yeah. And our friend Justin, who's a photographer, a wildlife photographer, got some great pictures of him. Yeah. That bear made big news here in Iowa. Well, apparently, even though we are Iowa, many Iowans still have bear stories. We found that out here at Life 107.1 when, to a letter, every single one of us have had some kind of interaction with a bear that it's created a story. This is one of the weirdest hypotheses we've ever had, but so far it's being proved. Do you have a bear story? We want to hear it. My niece and her husband and three little boys went to Colorado on a vacation just a few years ago. After a good night's sleep, they found their car was totaled. Huh? Because a bear had ravaged the inside of it. Oh he my got, goodness! He got inside the car? The bear got inside the car and uh, totaled it while they were in Colorado. Yeah. He, he totaled the car from the inside. <laughs> I've never... Yes. There's no honey in here. That's a story you'll never forget. Taylor and Jen, why are you talking about bears? Because we found out yesterday here at work that everybody has a bear story. Everybody, without fail, every single person in our office has some kind of bear story. I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Iowa is not known for its vast quantities of bears. (laughs) And so we're just kind of testing a theory. Do you also have a bear story? So when I was younger, we were vacationing in the upper peninsula of Michigan. Mm -hmm. We were in a cabin up there. And at the time, my brother had been working at a drive-in movie theater. And so he had brought home almost a garbage bag full of popcorn that hadn't gotten used the weekend before. And so him and my brothers thought it would be a good idea to try and catch squirrels with popcorn. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. We were lying in bed that night, you know, kind of all decked out in the cabin and then no air conditioning. So we had just a screen door. And in the middle of the night, we heard this like crash. (laughs) This bear had come through the screen door, apparently in search of more popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) If ever you find yourself in that situation, you should do what my dad did. Okay. He got up, he faced the bear, and he said, shoe bear, shoe. (laughs) 
And the bear just kind of looked at him, and then he turned around and walked out of the cabin, or, you know, whatever bears do to get out of the cabin. He rambled off because his first name was Winnie, apparently. Shoe Bear Shoe. (laughs) Okay. Testing a hypothesis that everybody has at least one bear story. Nancy, do you have a bear story? I do. I was just thinking, I just got in my car, so I'm listening late, and I'm thinking, we do not all have bear stories. Then it hit me. Oh, yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) I was like 12. We were on a big whirlwind cross-country vacation. We drove through Yellowstone. My dad had just bought this brand-new Polaroid camera, and as we're wondering, why are all these cars stopped on the road and everybody's out of their cars? So we, of course, follow suit and we get out. Oh, <laughs> we see two little cubs and they just scampered up a tree. And we're like, oh, how cute. And then people started running. And <laughs> we look around and here comes Mama Bear. And my dad gets the camera. <laughs> we need to get a picture. <laughs> Honest to goodness. The bear is 10 feet from my face, and he is still trying to get a picture, but he got it. Oh, my and, Oh, my goodness. And my mom is yelling, Bob, get in the car. <laughs> you may not realize this, but you have a bear story. Everybody does. My best bear story doesn't have any animals in it. Okay, how does that work? It has a man named Bear. Oh, really? It has a flannel shirt. Okay. Some facial hair. Uh-huh. And Facebook Messenger. (laughs) I love this story already. It it is the most random collection of details in any story I think I can tell. I would have been in college and I was in a beard growing competition. Yeah. And in order to participate in the beard growing competition, there was a dress code which involved flannel shirts. You don't have flannel shirts. I did not at the time. So I went to, you know who you can get a flannel shirt from? is the guy on our dorm room floor who was an outdoor education major named Bear. I mean, I didn't know what to say. Duh. He was a human being named Bear, and I asked him if I could borrow a flannel shirt, and he was like, which one do you want? I was going to say. So I borrow a flannel shirt from Bear for the beard growing competition. (laughs) I actually won a beard award. It was like best beard or fullest beard or something like that. Congratulations, Taylor. Pat myself on the back. Yep. The, the accolades come, the event goes, and I'm chilling around in the dorm. Year or so goes by, and I realize I still have Bear's flannel shirt. He hasn't asked for it back. He hasn't gotten in touch with me. We didn't really run in the same circle, so we didn't really see each other very much. You stole a flannel shirt from a dude named Bear. I didn't Bear. steal it. I just didn't give it back. Well, <laughs> And so finally, I was like, I'm feeling a little guilty about this. I I just want to get it off my conscience. Send Bear a Facebook message and say, hey, I still have your shirt. Do you want it? And he'll be like, you know what? It's been so long, whatever. Was Bear still there? No, he'd graduated. He'd gone off to live somewhere else. In the woods. (laughs) Probably. And Bear writes me back on Facebook Messenger. Oh, yeah. I've been wondering where that shirt went. Please send it to this address. Oh, so you had to spend your own money to return that shirt? I mailed a man named Bear the borrowed flannel shirt that I had to wear for the beard growing competition. I don't believe you. You made all of this up. It's a real story. You made all of that up. That's my Bear story. The Taylor and Jen podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.